Welcome to the A-Level Biologist Podcast, bringing you the most exciting area in the world right now, covering education and business in life science. Your host is Ariane Mizarafi Ahi, who's on a mission to do for the body what the internet has done for the mind. He's a PhD dropout and the creator of the A-Level Biologist, your hub. Please give it up for Ariane and enjoy. Hi guys, how's it going? Did you know birds scan the sea for fish to eat? But also, some fish jump out of the sea to predate on overflying birds. Didn't see that coming, did ya? Welcome to this podcast about the wonderful space where science meets art to create education and entertainment. I met John Hinton, this episode's special guest, during my first PhD rotation at King's College London. He was working on his project at the time, the Encyclopedia of Science, and wanted to find scientific advisors at the newly opened Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine. John is a theatre practitioner and science communicator. He's artistic director of Encyclopedia and his signed trilogy of musical comedies, in which he plays Charles Darwin, Albert Einstein and Marie Curie. Welcome to the show, John. Hello, Ariane. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Your shows are absolutely mesmerizing. I found a brilliant review of your performance by Fringe Guru that pretty much sums up the experience of watching you do your thing. It goes like this. After beguiling me with yet another diverse, engaging show, I'm starting to wonder if John Hinton can possibly really exist. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here in person. I do. I exist. Let's, let's show our audience what this show can really show. You're performing a song for us today. I can't yes. wait. Tell me more about it. Sure, absolutely. Um, so yes, as you were saying, Ariane, you actually helped me out with a couple of my shows. Uh, now, when I uh, was working on the second show in the uh, Encyclopedia series, uh, Encyclopedia of Animals, uh, I sent you some lyrics and you replied about one of them in particular that you'd enjoyed reading the lyrics out loud. Um, and uh, I, I thought I would play that one for you today. <laughs> so especially for you, Ariane, because you, wow. you liked reading these lyrics out loud yourself. Um, this is the European medicinal leech, okay, who is, um, might be surprised to know, is actually um, an endangered species now, partly because they are not using it as much in science anymore. They used to be uh, used a lot uh, in medical science, but they've since discovered they kind of got some things wrong in medical science <laughs> right. um, over the over the millennia, um, uh, and we know better now, right? But um, yes, uh, more's the pity for the poor old European medicinal leech. So this is from the European medicinal leech's point of view. Hush, I beseech you, we're about to hear a speech from the European medicinal leech. Gentlemen, distinguished members of the medical profession, it is time for my confession. I have a bit of an obsession, an obsession with blood. In days of yore, people suffered from a superstition based on a theory known as humorism. That if I made a precision incision under supervision of a trained physician, it would do you good. 
So they bred me specifically for medical use And they fed me terrifically Gooey human juice And my life had a purpose But then curses you did me the disservice Of spotting I was surplus to medical requirements And the appliance on my type of violence Was just bad science You had established that your cherished humorism theory was bogus And I was suddenly not as in vogue as I used to be I thought you cared for me But now you're just scared of me You did like my company But now you're in a cramp with me I've suffered an eviction from my previous position Of highest distinction I am now near to being threatened with extinction Why oh why? Have things gone so bad? I, I think it's best if I just go away and cry. Bye bye. I guess that was the end of the speech from the European medicinal leech. <laughs> I could, I could not. I, I was trying not to burst out laughing a few times there. <laughs> that is not against the rules. <laughs> It's it's against the rules of this podcast, but now they've okay. been totally they've rewritten. Been, no. We are rewriting the rules of this podcast <laughs> as we go along. Just... <laughs> oh my god, that is just hysterical! <clears throat> Wonderful. Um, this is just—I did not expect to have a song dedicated to me. Oh, of I felt very serenaded. Always. <laughs> very. <laughs> I am. I'm just. Um, yeah, I'm just flattered, flattered. Uh, that's wonderful. Um, I'm curious about how you got to do such unique and interesting work. Mm. Coming up next. Tell me the story of John Hinton and his eclectic creativity and skills. You're so many things, actor, director, playwright, singer-songwriter, performance skills teacher, juggler and science communicator. How do all these arise? I trained as a, an actor. Um, I went to a drama school in Paris. Um, I really enjoyed science at school, but then there comes this strange and very unfortunate moment where you have to uh, decide what you're going to keep studying. Um, and I was really into the arts, and unfortunately, at A level, you can choose. I don't know. I don't know what it is now, but in my day, there was basically three or four A levels you choose, right? Same today. Same today. Same old, same old. I know the AS is, means something slightly different from what it did in my day, <laughs> but um, uh, and, and so you have to hone, right? Uh, you have to select a very few, and then when you get to university. You have to choose one, maybe two, if you do a joint degree, right? Um, but there's no such degree. There's no such joint degree as science and art. It's like two humanities or two sciences or whatever, right? Yeah. So basically, unfortunately, science fell by the wayside during that process of me selecting what I was going to study. Although I always really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed it at GCSE, um, and went down the arts route. Uh, and uh, that was that was fine. Um, you know, I, I did. I tried to be an actor for a bit. That was going so so. It's quite a difficult world, and um, touring shows is quite expensive. Uh, and it was suggested, why don't I do a solo show? Cause they're cheaper. Um, so I thought I'd write a solo show for myself. And after all, I do write as well. And I, I decided to do that show about my all-time hero, 
Charles Darwin. And um, you do one show about a scientist um, that goes quite well, by the way, that was a very successful show. I've done it in seven countries. I'm still touring it. Um, and people say, oh, that was great. Who's the next scientist then? And I say, well, I didn't know there was going to be another scientist, but all right then, if you insist. Albert Einstein then, of course. And then that had to become a trilogy. The third person that I had to play was, of course, Marie Curie, um, for various reasons. And uh, uh, so that's basically how, how uh, John, who'd not really studied any science uh, beyond GCSE, suddenly became the person who was out there um, teaching people about science, but through musical theatre. Uh, and then from there, I decided to do something which was a bit more of a gig format. Um, and I came up with the idea of the Insomnopedias, which are collections of 26 songs, all on a topic, one for each letter of the alphabet. So the song you've just heard there, European Medicinal Leech, that was from the letter E, from the show Insomnopedia of Animals. Okay, um, two questions. Yeah. One, um, do you speak French? You said you speak French. Oui, je parle français, bien sûr. On peut faire tout en français si vous voulez. Non. I, I do. Okay, <laughs> alright, sorry. String sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. And the second is, why was Charles Darwin your hero? Oh, goodness <laughs> me. I mean, whose hero is he not? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, who doesn't have him as his as their hero is what I mean. Well, anyway, I, I know his his face and uh, paragraph are planted on one of the UCL buildings. Right. So so you know obviously it's a lot of people's hero. I mean, why yours? Oh, oh, oh well, I mean uh, it's it's a revolutionary way of thinking, right? He went against the grain in so many ways. Um, uh, you know, he really paved out the, the vision of who we are. I mean, people have tried to answer that question of what are we doing here on this planet? Um, where did we come from? All of that have tried so hard in so many ways to answer that question. Um, uh, and uh, have come up with so many woolly answers. And then he comes along and goes, no throws that all out the window, it's like this, it really actually makes sense. Um, when did you first learn about Charles Darwin? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, back in the annals of prehistory, I think. But, <laughs> so um, is it fair to say that you actually were into science before art, or which one came mm, first? Well, hey, I, I'm, I'm someone who works in both. I really like to think there is not as much distinction as people think. Uh, I think that's that's a um, that's a dichotomy that is kind of forced upon us by the way we, uh, as I've mentioned just now, the way we are forced to choose subjects at school. So, despite being forced to from a young age, you didn't see that distinction. Or uh, I don't know if I had the perspective that I had have now then, but I was certainly disappointed that I had to leave certain things by the wayside. Uh, and I really believe that um, you know th uh, they used. To be these things called polymaths, right? Who, who, who studied across the wide range of, of knowledge, right? A bit later in history, they were called uh, Renaissance men. Um, for some reason, they were men. I don't know. Uh, and um, uh, nowadays, that doesn't really exist so much. Nowadays, we really have to 
specify what we're going to do as a profession and 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 study it and so on. I, I don't really buy that. I think we can learn anything at any point in our lives. Um, we can uh, mix up the disciplines, uh, and uh, the world will be richer for it. Absolutely. Um... Your style is very engaging and covers so many genres. In your encyclopedia of science, you have reggae, techno, nursery rhymes, even a conga.、Mm-hmm. People really should see the breadth of what you can create.、Mm-hmm. Let's see if John wants to treat us to another song. The A Level Biologist podcast is sponsored by the A Level Biologist. Co. Uk. A high school biology resource with over one million visits that covers over half a thousand trackable and searchable topics. Pretty Hetty from the StudentRoom.co.uk says, "I've struggled so much with feeling overwhelmed with biology revision, and I don't know where to start. But your website is just what I need. It tells me all the information I need and the knowledge I need to then build on, and it's written in a way that soaks straight up into my brain. For some reason, I remember everything you have written." Thanks so much. You're very welcome, Pretty Hetty. The A Level Biologist. Co. Uk offers great value student and teacher subscriptions and scholarships while supporting health and education charities. Visit the A Level Biologist. Co. Uk today. John, what's this next song about? Yes, as you mentioned, Ariane, the show in Songopedia of Science has a lot of different musical styles in it.、Um, there's a very specific reason for that in that show, in that I had the crazy idea, which I kind of regretted as soon as I started writing the show, of trying to do each of these songs not only about a an area of science, starting with each letter of the alphabet, but also either a genre of music or an instrument. Starting with the same letter of the alphabet. So, for example, we have an a cappella song about atoms. We have、um, a beatboxing song about the Big Bang. We have a cell calypso with a bit of conga thrown in. And for the letter D,、uh, which is about uh, DNA, uh, I've chosen two different genres. Starting with a D. See if you can guess what they are. I'm gonna delve deeper into the human cell through the nuclear membrane, the protective shell in which 46 molecules have set up home. They're made of DNA and they're the chromosomes. They're made of DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid, acid. DNA is the set of instructions that gives the directions for how the cell functions. It's the code so the organism knows how to grow. Where the feathers feature, whether you're adapted for the snow. It was DNA placed those eight features on your face. Drop, drop, drop the nucleobase. Cell divides it first, makes a copy of the DNA. But cell division can be sloppy, and new DNA may have tiny mistakes. And all what affects a mistake sometimes makes mistakes can cause diseases like cancer. But changes also mean there's a chance of mutation, creating health and adaptation. That's evolution, but it takes a lot of patience, generations upon generations, and it's all thanks to DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid. acid. And now that we know how the code fits together, we can set to work and make unhealthy organisms better. DNA is the key to the needs of the species. Diseases can cease if we replace the right pieces. Splice that code, cut it up, rip it, flip it, drop it in a new place. 
with my programmable endonuclease But only under supervision of a highly regulated lab space Drop the nucleo base Adenine, guanine, thymine, cytosine These are the bases, these are the jigsaw pieces that make up each gene Which fit together to help my body part slot neatly into place This double helix rises like a phoenix to continue the race Drop the nucleo base is extremely funny and eye-opening. It's no doubt that everyone walks away from one of your shows having thoroughly enjoyed it, but your work does have an underlying hope, an agenda that these scientific topics can arouse intrigue and perhaps stick with children for long enough that they may want to study them. What do you hope children take away from your shows? Yeah, children and people of all ages. I mean, certainly certainly some of it is aimed uh, at young people. I want them to... uh, Two things really take away some knowledge that they may not already have, uh, and secondly, just go away with a proper earworm stuck in their head, and you know, having tapped their foot to death, you know, uh, and it, it, so it's it's about the giving them entertainment number one. It's got to be it's got to be a good show, um, but uh, you know, I do. I do really like my facts, so, and, I, and I like them to be right as well. It's very important. Ideally, not right. not fake news. Not True this news. is not fake news. These are not fake songs. And you're oh, you're doing shows all the time. Twi- all the time, you're doing I am touring around. I'm touring the country. I was I was in uh, Felixstowe last night. I'm in uh, North uh, uh, Norfolk in Kettlestone tonight. Uh, that's actually with my first show, the show that started this whole science. A songwriting theatre thing off for me, um, the, my, my show about Charles Darwin. So it's really nice that after a decade of doing that show, it is still out on the road. Could we have a, a little song from that? Oh, <laughs> go on then, you've twisted my arm. I'm actually gonna, um, I'm gonna play you the final song from that show. So um, I, 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 suppose, I suppose it's a bit of a spoiler in a way. Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We are related to the primates. Sorry about that. Oh no! Giving away the ending. Um, so, so this is Charles Darwin uh, having his idea for his for one of his many books, The Descent of Man. Since man first appeared on this watery planet, he's thought of himself. Somehow chosen by God But what if he's just another animal? Can it be possible? Why should that thought be so odd? I knew an orangutan named Jenny She lived up at London Zoo Now Jenny had tantrums and emotions And many other human behaviours like me or like you Now Jenny, she helped me in solving The question of how humans do Fit into the picture Are we also evolving? Or is the Old Testament literally true? 
No man is related to the dog, he's related to the bird, he's related to the frog. Is it really that absurd? He's related to the barnacle, related to the bee, but his closest relation is the chimpanzee. I'll shout it out loud, I'll stick my head above the crowd. No, I will not be cowed, my words must be allowed. The world will be wowed when I have a loud, I'm a prime. And I'm proud. Hi, mate. I'm a private. And I'm proud. So don't be shy, mate. Be a private. And be proud. This is the sing-along bit. It goes like this. I'm not shy, mate. I'm a private. And I'm proud. Wherever you are, sing along. I'm not shy, mate. I'm a primate, and I'm proud. There's a harmony of you. Car goes like this. I'm not shy, mate. I'm a primate, and I'm proud. Picture harmony and sing. I'm not shy, mate. I'm a primate, and I'm proud. The A-level biologist of Coda UK. I'm not shy, mate. I'm a primate, and I'm proud. Final time, if you believe me. I'm not shy, mate. I'm a primate, and I'm proud. Yes, man is related to the dog. He's related to the bird. He's related to the frog. Is it really that absurd? He's related to the barnacle, related to the bee, but his closest relation is the chimpanzee. <laughs> I am positively mind blown. <laughs> oh God, it's just overwhelmingly, flatteringly, mind blowingly. Um, goes back to that review. I'm not sure John Hinton really exists. <laughs> well, he just left and went into the bathroom there. I don't, just, know, uh, just, I don't know where he's gone now, but I don't think he did ever exist, actually. He did slowly creep into the bathroom. Um, well, as a ch- well, the chimpanzee slowly faded into the bathroom and someone else came out. I, I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, uh, right. Um, so... I think we need a break. We'll be right back. (laughs) I wonder if John accidentally inspires himself to go into science. You've exposed yourself to pretty much all of science through your shows. If you were to change your career, what kind of scientist do you think you'd be? What area of science has caught your eye? Goodness me. I... I'm, I'm just... Generally, I'm just really fascinated by... um, uh, by living beings, for one. I mean, hey, there's there's also really, really interesting things inside atoms. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the beginning of the universe, the end of the universe, um, uh, neutrinos, dark matter, dark energy. Whoa, that stuff is amazing. But I really love, um, you know, animals, humans, 
um, uh, uh, just how how we how we fit together, how it all works so marvelously. Um, we live in a very low entropy world here, right? So so entropy being basically the movement towards disorder, um, which is basically where we're all going in the universe. I'm really sorry, guys, but the universe. It's not going to end nicely. Um, <laughs> We're all just heading into a black hole. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. And the black holes are heading into black holes and worse. Um, but because of the sun, we live on an amazingly low entropy corner of the universe, uh, which enables, uh, you know, plants to spring from the ground and... Um, uh, poetry to appear out of nowhere and, and all these marvellous things that we, 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 we see around us in the world. Um, that's what really fascinates me. In fact, the, my next show that I very recently, just like a week ago, um, got my Arts Council funding for, which is quite exciting, uh, is called Ensomglopedia of the Human. And I'm going to be looking at 26 different answers to the question, uh, what does it mean to be human? One for each letter of the alphabet. Good I, luck. <laughs> I haven't yet worked out what my alphabet is. So, uh, hey, guys out there, if you want to jot down a little alphabet, uh, A to Z, of what it means to be human, I'd be really, really grateful. Thank you so much. That sounds like a really nice creative challenge. I, I might do that. <laughs> Please. Um, so basically, you're into the biological sort of organism side of things with a with a with a hint of theoretical physics because that's literally what I'm into. I'm that's into <laughs> quantum mechanics, theoretical physics. Um, that's like my dirty science secret, um, <laughs> but, but mainly but mainly biology. Um, thank you for joining me, John. Uh, thank you for playing those wonderful songs. Uh, you've been a lovely guest. Um, thank you for listening and um, if you want to check out more of John's songs please go to www.insonglopedia.com or search Spotify iTunes or YouTube for Insonglopedia that's E-N-S-O-N-G-L-O-P-E-D-I-A like an encyclopedia but of song and remember 95% of all avocados on sale today are descended from one tree grown by a Milwaukee postman in 1926. Bye. No one says bye. I'm just like, bye. I look at them. I say, okay, uh, okay. you say bye now. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> bye. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Didn't see that coming, did ya? I'm here to thank you for the phenomenal growth in the past season and ask you to take a part in next season's success. Share this episode and add your review now. Thank you so much and see you in the next one.